Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and it is my deepest desire to journey with you down the path to better health, mind, body, and spirit through the practice of mindfulness and spiritual awakening. Here in this sacred space, we will examine how the practice of higher consciousness and self-awareness can actually lead us to an optimal state of physical and spiritual health. We will talk about the various ways to increase our awareness and support one another along this beautiful journey. Thank you for being here and welcome. This episode is sponsored by the International Institute of Ayurveda. IIA is based in Northern California and Tuscany, Italy, offering both Ayurvedic education and clinical Ayurveda. For those interested in pursuing a career in Ayurveda, the Certified Ayurvedic Practitioner course begins in January 2022. This 1,500-hour, two-year intensive training is capped at 10 students to ensure that our future practitioners are given individualized mentorship and guidance by some of Ayurveda's top professionals today. For inquiries regarding either the school or the clinic, please email reception at iiayurveda.com. That's reception at iiayurveda.com. Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and I'm delighted that you are here today for episode 16, The Doshas and How They Appear in the Seasons. So in a previous podcast, I spoke about how the doshas show up in us as humans and really in all living beings. So today, I'd like to talk about not only how the doshas appear in our bodies, but also how they appear in the seasons. And when I'm speaking of the doshas, of course, of course, in Ayurveda, I'm speaking to the vata, pitta, and kapha uh, doshas that are within each one of us in different amounts. And these doshas are made up of certain qualities or elements um, and so we're going to talk about that today as they appear not only in our bodies and our whole entire makeup as humans, but also in the seasons. So this will help us to understand why we feel so differently physically and mentally during certain times of the year. So it might be pretty easy to figure out um, when pitta season is. Because if you know about the qualities or of pitta, pitta is the dosha of fire and a little bit of water, but it's mostly fire. And so it has a very fiery, hot, sharp, intense nature. So pitta rises in the environment during the summer season. Now in fall and early winter, vata is rising. And if you think of fall and early winter, it's very dry and can be very windy. There's a lot more movement in the atmosphere. So vata is rising during this time period. And then we have the late winter and spring, 
which is kapha season, where we have more moisture in the atmosphere, things begin to melt, there's more rain, um, and that's when the heaviness of kapha rises in the environment. So now that we have that basic kind of understanding, um, let's go into more detail on each one of these, and it will help you to understand how to live in harmony with nature and to keep your body in balance during the seasons. Let's start with the summer season, which usually in the, in the Northern Hemisphere runs from June to September. And this is Pitta season. So when Pitta is high in the environment, it's hot and dry, like the qualities of the Pitta dosha. There's an increase in external temperature, which causes an increase in our internal temperature. We tend to feel a little bit more irritable, maybe a little more argumentative, and driven maybe by a little bit more passion during the summertime. Everything's a little more intense during Pitta season. And this is particularly true for people with a high Pitta dosha in their constitution. So at this time of the year, Pitta predominant people should be extremely focused on their nutrition and lifestyle because this is the most likely time of the year for Pitta dosha people to go out of balance. Um, if you remember in the previous podcast, we talked about like increases like and opposites balance. So because the Pitta constitution already has the qualities of heat and sharpness and intensity, the external rise in temperature in Pitta in the environment during summer causes that like to increase like. So we're more likely to feel those imbalances of overheating in the body. Um, this might express itself in skin rashes, some conditions like acne or psoriasis, heat rash. Um, you might even experience some diarrhea, um, heartburn and acid reflux, mouth ulcers and inflammation um, during this time in general. So all of these symptoms, these symptoms are the body's way of releasing the excess heat so anything that looks red or angry on the skin is more than likely uh, a pitta imbalance. So a sign that pitta dosha is very high is that expression of those symptoms. So in the summertime, and when we're experiencing very high pitta dosha expression, some of the things that we can do to bring the pitta dosha back in balance is to bring in the opposite qualities during that time. So if like increases like, we want to bring in the opposite qualities to balance the pitta, which of course the opposite would be cooling, heavy, bland, and we want to reduce the spicy foods because that will raise the body temperature and we don't want that. We're trying to cool things down. So the cool and heavy foods will counter the pitta's light and sharp qualities. 
And so um, pitta, we would want to enjoy the summer fruits and vegetables. And you know, the most amazing thing here is that mother nature provides us with the exact foods we need in each season to keep us in balance. So mother nature says, oh, you're feeling hot, inflamed and irritable. I'm going to provide you with really cooling and light foods during this time of pitta season. Like I'll provide you with fruits and vegetables to eat to cool the body down. Things like melons, um, grapes, fennel, watermelon, cucumbers, cilantro, and mint are just some of the cooling foods that are produced in the summertime. And all cooling and balancing, it's the best thing to do in the summertime when your pitta dosha is feeling out of balance. So really, um, the best option is to um, visit your local farmer's market and buy what's in season and listen to Mother Nature because she does know best. And this way, you are buying what's in season and you're buying local, right? And you're supporting your local farmers. So that's it's all win-win there. We want to emphasize during pitta season in the summertime the sweet, bitter, and astringent tastes of summer. So sweet is very calming. And I don't mean sweet like cakes and cookies. I mean sweet like summertime sweet, um, all the beautiful fruits that are available. We also want to concentrate on the bitter during uh, pizza time. So leafy greens and um, like uh, leafy greens would be like spinach and kale you know, salads, things like that. And then we also want to focus on the astringent taste. An astringent taste would be beans and lentils. So you could make a salad and maybe put beans and lentils on, on it or eat them separately either way. But those are going to have cooling qualities. So because the pitta dosha is high in the summertime and really high for some people who have a predominant um, pitta dosha inside, the digestive fire is hotter and higher in the summertime. So they will be able to digest raw foods. They can handle that in their digestion. But for people maybe who have vata predominance, even during the summer season, they have to be careful eating the raw foods because vata people tend to have variable digestion. And so Raw foods aren't always the best choice for vatas, but they can try in the summertime to have a little salad and just see how it goes. Pittas during pitta season um, in the summer should really avoid salty foods. They should avoid hot, spicy foods or sour foods. Some teas that are really good for pitta vitiated people, people who tend to have a higher pitta in their constitution during the summer when pitta is higher in the environment. The teas that are good for pitta during the summer are, are teas that are cooling to the body like spearmint and fennel and lavender. These teas have a cooling property uh, to the body and also sipping on coconut water in the summer months is very good to balance pitta. Uh, Self-massage during the summer months for pitta 
uh, is very beneficial and it's probably best to use a very cooling um, oil for that massage. So a coconut oil is very cooling to the body. And you can just massage it on yourself and leave it about 20 minutes and then shower it off. Um, and also um, essential oils that are very cooling to pitta in the summer would be rose and sandalwood. Those are very cooling um, essential oils. So that is kind of an overview of how to manage pitta and what pitta season in the summertime looks like and how it affects us uh, during that season. And then how to kind of do these practices to manage that high fire during the summertime. So moving on, we'll talk now about vata and vata season, which is where we are now. And it's fall and early winter. And um, vata has the same qualities in the season, of course, as it does in our bodies. So it's very cold and dry and windy and rough. And the wind is blowing things around during this time. And the leaves are dying and drying out and falling off the trees. And this is a time of more reduced activity. Like compared to the summer where everybody's out and about, and we're vacationing, and we're going on picnics, and we're at the beach. But during the vata season, we start to turn more inward, and we're socializing less. And maybe we start to become a little bit more reflective during vata season. We're spending a little bit more time indoors. And maybe we're experiencing some more spaciousness of the head. You know, so we're maybe a little bit more spacey. You know, there's a lot more air and ether mixed in there, like the vata dosha is made of air and ether. So we're feeling a little bit more airy in our thoughts and our heads. The earth starts cooling down. So lower temperatures are starting to appear. There's more wind. And vata is all about movement. That dosha is all about movement. And even in the environment this time of the year, you're going to see vata being expressed in the cold and the wind and the drying feeling, you know, of the, even outside it's drier and in our bodies it's drier. So it's kind of a time of recycle. You know, things are kind of dying like the plants outside to prepare, you know, in a few months for rejuvenation. So we feel a drying in our bodies during this time. Nature uh, too, you know, it turns inward. It's just like we are. So in the environment and in nature during vata season, the animals hibernate, the birds fly south, and everything kind of becomes more quiet. There's not as much noise on the earth. So this time of the year, people who have a predominantly vata constitution or a higher uh, amount of air and ether in their constitution, they need to be extremely focused on their daily routines and nutrition because all of this space and change aggravates vata very much in the environment and in us as living beings. So we want to try to keep vata in balance. And so when vata goes out of balance, there's a lot of anxiety and insomnia. And because it's the end of summer and then the beginning of fall, there's an accumulation still of heat sometimes left in our bodies. So a simple sweet, sour, and salty diet can help keep vata in balance. So let's 
go over some of the tips that might help balance vata dosha. Um, to keep vata in balance, we're going to start to look at our diet. And so we're going to start adding some sweet foods into our diet, not candy cookies processed. Sweet meaning more sweet of the earth, like sweet potatoes, sweet spices that are warming to the body because vata tends to be cold. So we would add in some cinnamon, some cardamom. These are warming spices, but they have like a sweet kind of quality to the taste of them. And we want to add in some salty foods, a little bit more salt in our, so we can sprinkle a little pink Himalayan salt on our food after it's prepared. That's going to help balance vata dosha. Sour foods, like fermented um, foods, if your digestion can handle that, like sauerkraut, um, these are helpful in balancing vata dosha. And the salt probably sounds kind of confusing, but... Wherever salt goes, water goes. So actually, when you increase the salt in your diet during vata season, this will increase the water in your body to help eliminate the dry qualities of vata. So that's where the salt comes in. And again, the same as pitta, vata eating a seasonal and local diet is best always. So, you know, in the fall, we're getting more into the root vegetables the potatoes, the squashes, the beets and turnips, the carrots, and all of these root vegetables help to ground us in vata season where we tend to be airy and spacey. Um, They literally come from the ground, these root vegetables, and so they have the quality of the earth and the dirt and the ground. So it really, it grounds us. It brings that feeling of stability to the nervous system, which is excessive mental activity a lot of times during the vata season. You want to uh, start introducing to your diet during vata season warm, heavy foods like soups and stews and pastas with really good fats like ghee, which is clarified butter, um, and a really, really good quality olive oil. And that all helps to ground that Vata, high vata tendency this time of the year in the fall and early winter. And adding oily nuts to the diet is another really great way to ground vata, like almonds and pecans. They help to ground vata. An increased vata constitution should avoid, avoid raw foods. So this time of the year, salads and raw foods and raw vegetables, they're really just too light. And they are um, very difficult sometimes for vata to digest because vata doesn't have the strong digestive fire or agni like pitta does. So the vata digestive system is a little bit more variable. So vatas should really roast or bake with oils their, their vegetables so that they're easier for digestion for the vata constitution. So moist foods that are high in good fats are the best. And cooked foods are the best for vatas. Um, Vata season, you should use more warming oils for your self-massage. Oils like sesame. This is such an important routine for vata, the self-massage. 
um, really should do this and stick to it as it is, it's not only comforting, but it also the oil gets into and absorbed by the dry skin of vata and helps to lubricate. And it also grounds and calms the nervous system. You can also, a vata person or anyone really during vata season, um, full on early winter, um, can, when you're doing your self-massage, kind of circle the movement, do a circular movement over the joints. Vatas tend to have joint pain and a lot of crackling of the joints because of the, the dryness of the vata quality. So just kind of spend a little bit more time doing a circular motion of the self-oil massage over the joints. And you'll see a, an improvement there. And leave the oil on for about 15 to 20 minutes. Maybe while you're waiting for the oil to soak in, you could do a meditation and something very calming and grounding. And if you do the, if you decide to do the oil massage before bed, it can really help to calm the nervous system before bed um, to really combat the propensity of vatas to have experience insomnia. So, and it also really, really helps to keep the immune system high, this self-oil massage. And, um, and of course, make sure you're doing your exercise. So yoga is very, very helpful for vata people. Yoga is helpful for every, all people. But during vata season, when we tend to be high up in our heads and kind of nervous and more anxious, a nice yoga routine, a nice calming yoga routine is um, very important to practice daily. So that is vata. And so moving on to kapha, which kapha season is late winter and spring. So in kapha season, the earth tends to be, and, and kapha is made up of earth and water, the elements of earth and water. So in kapha season, the earth tends to be more moist it tends to be a little heavier in this, in this time period. You know, in the spring, there's so much moisture in the air. Um, there's more snow and rain, especially rain. And we want to make sure that we bring in the opposite qualities again um, during this season. So we want to bring in lightness and dry, drier qualities to lessen the stagnation of kapha. So here are some tips in balancing uh, us in the kapha season. So like I said, the qualities of earth and water are heaviness, stagnation, and it's more slow. So the earth is heavy with moisture and everything is moving a little bit slower. And this is the same, of course, in our bodies at this time of the year, um, in the spring. So our bodies are a little bit more sluggish in the spring. And so you know, the ground is starting to thaw and trying to awaken, you know, from the, the quiet and the avata winter. So we need to be really disciplined about our diet as imbalance can really come now during kapha season. And with that stagnation, we don't want things to sit and start to clog and start to become too heavy and too blocking inside the body. So some of the things that can happen um, when we have those really heavy qualities and we're not moving them along 
and trying to dry them up a little bit, is that the dampness in the atmosphere and the environment rises and the same thing happens within our bodies. So in the spring, it can provoke a lot of mucus and congestion in the body, something we really don't want, the congestion in the body. Um, sometimes you'll experience a lot of laziness or fatigue. Um, weight gain is common during cough season. Um, increase in mucus, colds, cough, and you might even experience during this time of the year water retention in the hands and in the feet and ankles. So nutrition and lifestyle are super important to balance the kapha dosha during kapha season. So we want to bring in the opposite qualities to achieve balance, just like the other doshas. So the opposite of kapha um, would be hot, dry, and light, right? Because the kapha is cold, moist, and heavy. So we want those opposite qualities. So hot, dry, light foods to counter the cold, moist, heavy qualities. Foods lighter and less oily are your best choice. So we, we would um, move towards warm cooked foods with lots of fresh vegetables, seasonal, um, adding baked and broiled foods. Is, is better because when you're baking something and you're going to kind of turn back with the um, amount of oil that you're cooking with at that during kapha season. We want to add some spicy foods in because we kind of want to rev up now the digestion, the sluggish, heavy digestion of kapha dosha. So we're going to start adding in more spicy foods to wake up that kapha digestion. Baked, broiled, and grilled foods are ideal because when we do that, we definitely use less oil, so less moisture, that means. And we're going to favor pungent tastes, astringent tastes during kapha season and bitter tastes. So pungent, again, would be, um, it's got a very cleansing and stimulating effect on the body. And that's what we want. We want to start moving kapha out. We want to start cleansing it and stimulating it. So um, really, kapha dosha can use all the spices. Uh, all the spices are very beneficial for kapha. So kind of start adding in some play around with spices during this time because we want to really invigorate that agni or that digestive fire. Um, this astringent taste is, is are the beans and lentils again. And the bitter uh, greens would be the leafy vegetables, right? So we're back to the spinach, asparagus, um, kale, you know, these these bitter greens that are so cleansing to the body. Um, and we really, during that stagnation period, we really want to get that moving. You can, some really good um, spices to introduce at this time are cloves, cardamom, ginger, nutmeg, turmeric, cinnamon, black pepper, cayenne pepper. This will rev up that slow digestion of kapha. And at this time, and during kapha season, we're going to avoid the sweet, salty, and sour foods because they're just going to aggravate kapha, and we don't want to aggravate kapha during kapha time. You're going to want to avoid uh, most dairy during kapha season, which is heavy and tends to create a lot of mucus in the body. And so we're trying to eliminate that. Um, you're going to want to avoid cold drinks during kapha time. Um, so some good alternative drinks are herbal teas that are warming, 
like a cinnamon tea is lovely. Sipping on hot lemon water, that is a, a cleansing, um, a, a lovely cleansing drink. It's very stimulating to the digestion and it's just, it's just a good um, anti-inflammatory, the lemon water. It's just a really perfect drink for kapha dosha during kapha season. So warm lemon water is lovely. And even just sipping on warm water throughout the day period is just better. Ayurveda really frowns on anything iced. Um, it's just not good for the body in any way, iced drink. So um, try to move more towards room temperature or even warm or hot. Kapha dosha during kapha season needs to be participate in more vigorous exercise. So you need to break a sweat, kapha people. <laughs> like a brisk walk, slow jog, hot yoga, anything that warms the body, gets, gets it moving. Um, because kaphas tend to be cold and you know sluggish, and so we want to warm it, and we want to start moving that energy through the body and really get that moving so no stagnation and blockages can form. The self-massage for kapha, you're going to use a lighter oil, so something more like a, a sunflower oil or an olive oil is um, really, really nice to the for the kapha it's a little bit lighter um so not so heavy and um you know the oil massage is important of course as i mentioned to all three doshas because the skin is the largest organ and it really is the first line of defense i mean it's our outside kind of armor you know if you will that it it protects us from a lot of things and it needs proper care and love. It really does. And sometimes I think we forget about the skin. So um, it's important to nurture the skin with oil. Kapha dosha people during kapha season and really everybody during kapha season, but especially kapha, people need to avoid naps during kapha season. So you should really get to bed by 10 p.m. and you should really rise before or at least at 6 a.m. and no later than that. Um, it's very important to to stay active during the day. So the naps are kind of not a good idea um, for kapha people. Warm bright colors worn during kapha season can kind of stimulate the eyes and wake up um, sleepy kapha. So that's kind of important. So these are all little tips. As you can see, these doshas appearing in the season, they have such an effect on us, on our mind, on our bodies. And so understanding them and understanding ourselves will help to manage them and thereby keeping us um, in balance. It, it really does help to keep us tuned in um, to know this information. It helps us tune in and listen to our bodies. And it's really a great way to prevent illness and imbalance. Um, so really try to support your local farmers markets um, with this nutritional phase of, of practice of keeping the doshas balanced. You know, the farmers, they work really hard and they provide such a beautiful assortment of just exactly what we need um, for optimal health. And um, 
they, they work really hard and they're always, you know, of course, um, competing with the larger supermarkets. Um, and so, you know, it's good when you, when you can um, support the, the local farmer and um, nurture your body with fresh, organic, seasonal foods. And that'll keep you pretty much in balance if you stick with a daily routine and keep tuning inward and listening to your body and understanding when you start to feel your body's balance, you know, kind of shifting and you start to have symptoms and then you know exactly what to do and what to eat and what to practice to bring yourself back into balance. And that is, that's everything in staying healthy. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful to you. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen and I, it is my mission to um, spread the beauty and the wisdom of Ayurveda. And um, it really is the knowledge of life. And um, so we can live healthy and disease-free mind, body, and spirit. So I thank you again. And until next time, I wish you health and happiness. Be well. Namaste. I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you would like to experience healing or give the gift of healing to another, please go to my website, www.hamsaholistichealingandayurveda.com or email me at sherry at hamsaholistichealing.com or you can contact me on Facebook, Sherry Berjanski. I offer Ayurveda consultations, Reiki energy healings, reflexology and Ayurveda foot massage, tarot card readings, angel card readings, and much more. If you found this podcast helpful, please share an episode so that we can spread this wonderful wisdom of healing. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, take care. Namaste.